today's episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at Bandzoogle. Bandzoogle is built by musicians for musicians. It's an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Uh, I would know I'm working on a, uh, a site over at Bandzoogle as well right now, and it's really easy to make, and you can get everything uh, up and running pretty quickly from hosting a custom domain name. Uh, you got dozens of fully customizable design templates and tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, which we love to hear as musicians. Uh, there's commission-free crowdfunding, fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your audience, social media integration, and live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So if you want to support the show, and if you want to help yourself while you're at it, direct support podcast listeners can go to bandzoogle.com can try it free for 30 days and use the promo code direct support all one word to get 15% off the first year of any subscription that's bandzoogle.com promo code direct support bandzoogle don't you come at me with your one of three because i need direct support i don't even care about the fee i just need direct support opening the night might as well put us on death row. No one even knows what time is the start of the show. And you can call the venue just to get a message with all the wrong info. You're just relying on people to show up early to watch a band they don't even know. That's Psycho. What's up? I'm Peter. I'm your host. Welcome to Direct Support the podcast where I interview other musicians. Uh, I never know when to end that that new intro that we're doing with Kelsey. Um, I always like to listen to it whenever I put it in the show. Um, but if you're new to the show, that was Kelsey from Local Natives singing uh, season two's special theme song <laughs> for Direct Support, uh, entitled Direct Support. Um, hi, guys. Hope you're doing good. I am feeling great. I'm really excited about today's episode. I have a very old friend, Lucas Starbuck, who I went to school with. We were buddies. He's my first guest in a really new space. He's in dance music, but not just that. Now he's working in film music. He's working in video games. It's this whole uh, lovely new space for us to enter in that's not just band, touring, singer-songwriter life, and that's always exciting. Um, We get really granular. We talk about job. Like this really crazy job interview story that he uh, that he has. Um, I might even look up the guy he works up works for now because it's uh, probably some nuts credits, you know. Um, and we talk about ooh, stick around for the very end because there's a really personal story between the two of us. Oh my god, his video game story is crazy, dude. There's a there's just this very viral uh, specific to the video game world uh, situation that that Lucas has found himself in. With his song "Missed," so he works for Mark Isham, who has worked on films like the, like uh, Forty Two and The Accountant, and Crash and Judas and the Black Messiah. Ooh, and the new Bill and Ted movie. This is nuts, man. This guy's this guy's no joke. Uh, Once Upon a Time, Black Mirror. You kidding me right now? Do you guys spend as much time on IMDb as me? I don't think that. I don't think that's possible. I'm a big IMDb guy. I have the app on my phone because it's important. Anyway, uh, I love Starbuck, and we had a really good time. And this is a this is an episode that like, I don't know. We tried to book a really long time ago, so it's an in person one, which is nice, a little different. Um, oh, guys, I'm vaccinated. Isn't that exciting? I'm really excited. All right, so here's the deal. 
you can help us out. If you like this show, you enjoy it, uh, I do it all for free. I just do it because I like it and I like to talk to these people. But if you want to help us um, stay afloat, if you want to help me keep this this thing going, uh, the, the absolute best way you can help is to go to Banzoogle, use promo code direct support, like was stated in the ad at the beginning, and get a subscription. But I know that not everybody has the money to do that. Not everybody even has the need to do that because you need to have a music project to be on that website. The other ways that you can help are very simple for you. You could go to Apple Music in the podcast app, and you can give us a five-star rating, and you can give us a review. And uh, it would take you no time, and you could do it while you listen to the show, but it would help me immensely, and it would help uh, you know just build the show more, build more credibility, then I can go out, I can ask more guests to be on. And at any point, if you ever have anything you want to share with me, feel free to email me at dswithps at gmail.com. Or you can go to the Instagram, uh, direct support pod, uh, to reach out to me, send me DMs. I've been getting a lot of people sending me DMs recently. And, uh, and it's really encouraging to hear from the people who listen to the show. And it's always awesome to hear, uh, some of the guests that you would like to join me. And I'm, I'm working on them. I swear promise you all right y'all i think i've yammered enough i am going to kick it off with a starbucks song yeah he gave me free reign to put whatever song i want um and i have a feeling that his track wasted on love might translate well with the audience that we have please enjoy my conversation with starbuck right after wasted on love
That song, that song sounded like SZA. Oh, uh, which one? The one you just showed me. Of hers? Yeah. Of Mike's? Maybe your version, honestly. Well, the instrumental. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The instrumental sound like, Woman out for you, outside, baby. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like, like that. Yeah, a lot of... I've been really into just very simple ARP guitars. Okay. Yeah. Right, you did that in Wasted, too. Yeah. It's always what ends up getting recorded. I think everybody throws it in there. Yeah. Whether or not it gets used. Yeah. It's funny because it was. It felt like everybody was doing minor ARP stuff, like like mid-2000s. Like, Crimea River was definitely maybe yeah, the song yeah, that like yeah. did it, Dude, you know? So good, though. I know, but then it was like, we're good for a while. Yeah. So maybe it's back. Maybe that's how music works. Maybe. I mean, I think there's definitely loops. I think right now is weird. like fashion. Kind of. But there's a weird thing happening right now, I feel like, where there's like a lot of different pockets that are popular of stuff happening. Like, dude, I don't understand how rock music is all dudes with face tats and colored hair. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like Machine Gun Kelly and Black Bear and stuff like that? You don't understand how rock music is that? I don't understand how that's the popular rock music. I don't know when that happened or like... Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, like, why is that cool? I don't know. I don't know why. There's, like, a really weird culture about it of, like, young blood and all these fools that I don't really know about. But the, I'm, in a, I'm in a totally different world than you. And then, like, what, what are the things that you're listening to that you... This is my first episode with, like, a producer who's in what would be considered dance music, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess. Not a band guy yeah. or a singer-songwriter. Not a band guy. I mean, I guess I sing and I songwrite, but, but not, yeah, not It's not considered singer-songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, w- literally, like, what are your reference points right now for, like, stuff that you're aspiring? Well, the thing is, is, like, I end up getting ultimately inspired by, like, band music. Yeah. You know? I really like Haim. And, and then, you know, I'll, I have a whole playlist on my... Uh, Apple Music that's just like inspiration. Like I won't really probably le- realistically listen to this that yeah. much, but I, there's an element in this song that that I want to try and recreate and copy a little bit and then make it my own. Like oh, this texture is really yeah makes me feel something. So I'm gonna like start with that texture that makes me feel really emotional, and then build off of that. If that makes sense, it totally makes sense. I mean, I feel like most people who aren't Band, they're just like Tame Impala. That's the one. Like yeah. for some reason, I listen to like the music that I make, and then also Tame Impala. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think recently, and I've spoken to a lot of people that feel a similar way. Like, I feel like my music listening is in somewhat of a lull. Yeah, like, me too. Of course. Like, I really I look back at my liked songs, and it's just not as consistent as it once was. Dude, I, I think I went last week and I had only added two songs. And it was yeah. like the first time I was like, "Yeah, that's nuts. I already knew one of these artists and then I added one song. That's yeah. embarrassing. That's bad. Yeah. Like if you were to look at my likes right now, it's just all stuff that is so weird that it. it I'm like, oh, I want to listen to that again. But not because, oh, this is the best song ever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this Same. is a classical song that is really weird and... I'm just going to listen to it again because it's weird. Do you think it's because you're jaded because you're older and not as mind blown? Or do you think it's because uh, 
I, it's a lot of things yeah. that because I often feel it's that, but sometimes I feel like it's just an algorithm issue and like I'm just not yeah. getting fed the right stuff. But all I recognize is that we all think we could be amazing A and R people. Yeah. And then you're like, there's actually a, a difficulty to like scouting and finding stuff that's inspiring. Yeah. Well, okay. So I think that a lot of music is, for me at least, I found when I was younger, I was very impressionable. And I looked up to people a lot more. You know, yeah, I was yeah, hanging yeah, yeah. out with people that I thought were cool, way cooler than me. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'd be like, you know, I just think their music was good. Even though the, what they were listening to was good. Even if maybe by myself, I wouldn't think it's good. You know, someone that I look up to plays a song and he's like, this is the best song ever. I'm What's like, oh, I find, sh- then now I figure out that it's good somehow. That's a huge part of it. I was just talking to my buddy the other day about like, okay, this kid, Israel Hernandez, was like my godbrother. He's like two years older than me. Yeah. He was obsessed with Block Party and he liked all this music. And he was like, now I'm into Block Party. Yeah. Because I love it. It's like really... I was more just blown away by like, oh, this music exists. It's not just like the Latin artists that my mom showed me in the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that is step one is getting out and finding out that other stuff exists. Right. And then you got to do the work by yourself eventually. So my theory is, is because one, you know, we're in quarantine and we're not surrounding ourselves in these larger social circles. Yeah. Um, And when you are in a social circle, it's pretty consistent, the same people. It's the echo chamber. You're just hearing the same shit spat back at you. Yeah, so it's it's pretty, it's less common to be around people that you're not around that often that you're like, wow, this guy I really look up to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they play you music and then you're discovering through them. Um, But yeah, I found that even... I'll start listening to stuff that Adam, my roommate, yeah. is listening to, even though he, you know, b- prior to living with him, I would never listen to shoegaze, you know? He's a funny mix because it's, it it's shoegaze stuff, and then and then it'll be a sh- straight pop. <laughs> yeah. Like the TikTok, <laughs> like, da, da, yeah. da, da, He's like, this song's genius. Amazing, yeah. yeah. But I wonder what it is about that. I think it's like, I don't know, it's really funny. When he shows me a shoegaze song and it's over my head. Yeah. I'll sit there and he'll go like, "What? Listen to this part. Listen to this part." Oh yeah, yeah. And then a part will happen and be like, "Dude, that was amazing." I was like, "Wait, what was?" Like I've missed it. Yeah, but just, just wait, just wait. It's coming up. It's coming up. Ooh, and it was just one guitar slide. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's an interesting way to yeah. listen to be that stoked still about everything. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Can you do me a favor? Can you hand me my phone? Yes. It's on the table. Yeah. Whatever. Hi. How Hi. are you? I didn't introduce you, but this is Starbuck. Hi. His name's Lucas, actually. Yeah, my name's Lucas. My name's Lucas Starbuck. Which is like people are, yeah. have you been just faced with people who are mind blown by that every single time you meet them? Yes. React weirdly. So Starbuck. Um, yeah. So I've been getting a lot of Battlestar Galactica references because there's a captain in Battlestar Galactica or character yeah. with the name Starbuck. And this and is a whole new cat- subcategory. Of <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people have been like, oh dude, like Battlestar Galactica. And then my prior to this. Last month is just coffee. I didn't know this at all. So I, yeah. yeah. But I'm guessing that gets annoying. You get used to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I created my producer name or whatever when I was in high school or whatever. And I was like, Starbucks cool. It's my last name. And then now it's like, everyone just thinks that I named myself after the coffee. Dude, it's, it's the perfect name. Yeah. Don't change it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the correct choice. Good, thank Just you. Just so you know, like, if you need confidence, that. dude, we almost changed our band name at one point, like, three years into it. Yeah. 
would have been a bad call. And I yeah. had somebody talk me out of it who was like, it's a good name, dude. Yeah. Nobody else has it. And it's kind of catchy. And people know what it is sometimes. Yeah. So that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a band in the 80s yeah. or something called, called Starbuck. Oh, really? Yeah. There's an 80s band called The Arms Akimbo. Oh. Yeah. So we get uh, occasional messages. Are you related to this? And we go, don't respond to that. Yeah. 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 Um, tell me about this job, dude. Yeah. So uh, I'm working for a film composer named Mark Isham. Kay. And he... Uh, are you studio manager? What are you doing? I guess yeah. That's a that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I'm I'm essentially like a technical assistant. So okay. You know. I'm putting out fires with anything that has to do with tech. But, you know, it's insane studio. It's you know well the, first off there's four studios, in the house. Whoa. Yeah. In so, the house. Yeah. So it's at his house in Calabasas. Oh, that's a drive. It's a drive. Well, it's only 30 minutes from here. From here, okay. But, you know, it's doable. You get used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you put on a podcast and it's Yeah, fine. and then it's nothing and you're happy. Yeah, you're yeah. on the 405. And, yeah. Um, but... And you're there all day. Like, you're mostly driving when there isn't traffic, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I'm there all day. And, you know, it is in my job description to fix anything that breaks or whatever. Um, and there's, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of synths yeah in that room and a giant console that i've never worked on before <laughs> so right now it's just a lot of oh shit i don't know what i'm doing this is you know i know how it should work you know in theory yeah but it's all these new buttons and new everything that's like yeah i could do that do you feel qualified to have this job uh Yes. He's not going to listen, don't worry. Yes. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel, hey, Mark, uh, I feel, I feel, uh, going into it, I was like, I'm definitely, I'm not, fucked. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm so not qualified. Yeah, this. yeah. And then, you you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I could, you, you're just out there interviewing, being like, hey, yeah, I could do all of this, so uh -huh. I'll whatever. And then, and then you get there and they're like, okay, you've been throughout this interview process, you know. Now you have to do it, basically. Yeah. It's like he has an entire movie theater that is set up for mixing um, the music, you know, just a mixing for, room. For film level, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so I, it's my job to, like, get Dolby Atmos people out there and, you know, tune the room. And then, you know, because I do know a lot about mixing and I've mixed a video game before and that's cool i didn't know that yeah so the so the electronauts game um that was before this we can get into it the vr game mm -hmm. um so you know i've mixed quite a bit and so that was one of the reasons why i was hired and by the way it was an insane uh, interview process. Well, I remember I sent you a text just being like, hey, I had somebody ask for a piano lesson. I'm not a good piano teacher, yeah. but they live down the street from you. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not trying to commit to anything because I'm in like the third round of this crazy interview. Oh, the interview process was insane. <laughs> it was, it was, okay, get this. It was, I go do a phone interview mm -hmm. and then, you know, they're out of town he, for quarantine doing, working remotely. And uh, so the current assistant calls me after my first interview so i interview with 
his wife, who is also a man, his manager. And then I have, uh, I have an interview with the current assistant over the phone. And then I have my third interview and I go drive out there. And then we sit, you know, and have a very chill interview. And then two months go by and I'm like, oh, I didn't get the job. And then, and then I get a call saying, hey, uh, can you come to the property again and meet Mark and we'll do an interview with him. And, you know, leading up to this, I've had four interviews and haven't even met the guy. Yeah. Then we have that interview and that was a more technical interview and, you know, we talked for a while and then I get called out and they say, okay, let's do a trial period um, wow. where you come out for two days and work. Okay. And then I go out for Did two- Did you get paid for it? Yeah. Good. And I get two, I go out for two days and work and, um, you know, it was all pretty simple, simple. stuff. Uh, I think they're aware that obviously no matter how much technical knowledge you have, you're still going to not, you're not going to know the ins and outs of how we operate. Yeah. Or their rooms or. Yeah, exactly. And, and, f- and film music is so different than making so, records, I know. you know? Um, and so then after the two day trial period, I was so confident. I was like, Oh, I got this like yeah. in the bag. This, <laughs> this went great. And then I get a call, you know, I don't, I don't, get a call for two weeks and then i get another call saying hey uh there's another guy that is equally as qualified and we can't decide between you two like they legitimately tell me that and they're in a pickle and and i understand that's nuts this is an important position to them because it's someone that's in their home you know every day yeah and like you're almost getting entered into their family dynamic of course so you know, I kind of appreciate the transparency as, yeah. as terrifying as it is. Oh, it was terrifying. Yeah. And so they're like, we're going to bring you out for another trial period, but it's going to be a two-week trial period. And you're working every day, uh, Monday through Friday. And then, you know, they say, do you want to go first or second? And, and then I'm like, let me call you back and tell you about my schedule or whatever. And then I say... uh in my head, I'm like, well, it's probably better to go second because then I'll be fresh in their minds and whatever. And then you know, I can also say, hey, yeah, I'll pick up all these projects intentionally that will go longer than two weeks. And then I'd say, oh, well, I'm, you know, putting this new server in, but, you know, I'm not done yet. So I could come back next week and do that or whatever. And so that was my plan initially. So there, the first guy goes out, does two weeks super weird because i come the you know after the weekend after him having been there for two weeks yeah and then i'm entering into this and you know everyone on there's a few assistants there that you know work every day and they're you know there's a writing assistant and just um there's an assistant for just all the organization and social media and everything like that so they're, they've been around this other guy and everyone's kind of pretending like he wasn't there and not mentioning him. So weird. It's super weird. And then, you know... I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought you guys were going to like brush shoulders on your on his way out. Your oh, way no. And so I like... <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I, I basically pick up his projects. It's weird. And then I'm yeah. like opening Google Docs that he's been doing. And then I'm continuing these projects. 
And then, you know, a week and a half into it, they were like, okay, uh, you know, you got the job. And then, which was a huge moment. And then, um, and then like, you know, throughout those two weeks, you know, I'm coming up with all these lofty plans and then it became super real because it's like, oh, you have to do them now. You know, all these things that we've been talking about. What does that mean? What do you mean lofty plans? You know, like, oh, I sh- I'll install a VPN on gotcha. the server so we can pull files remotely. Right. You said all this stuff to get the job. Exactly. And now you have to do them. You know, like, oh, oh, those cables you're about to buy, I'll solder all of them. <laughs> and, you know, I know how to solder, but it's like I've soldered since college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but luckily or unluckily, I guess, I it's the busiest time it's been for them in like 15 years. Yeah. And so they don't have a chance to nitpick all your work. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane right now. You know, they're, they're, they're doing three or four TV shows at once. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, that means I'm getting thrown into the deep end really quickly because a big part of my role is to, after Mark is done, writing a cue or a song um it's my job to take that open that logic session in another studio room and then print all everything to stems Mm -hmm. and then create a pro tool session Mm -hmm. for the mixer and then send that off to the mixer um in his template his mixing template okay and then you know i got really thrown into the deep end like all right we have to get this done because you know in the film industry, deadlines are really deadlines. It's the whole thing, yeah. It's so different than making a record because it's like, you know, the writers, you don't have the chance to be like, you know, this isn't done, this song isn't done. Yeah, no, no, you, there's no getting inspired. There's not that. Yeah, there's yeah. not that, <laughs> you know, and, and which is, you know, a blessing and a curse, but um, yeah, it was really thrown into the deep end. Like, hey, you're going to have to really know logic and really know... Uh, pro tools to build all these templates and all this yeah. sort of stuff. How do you feel right now? I feel way like really comfortable, comfortable doing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I also got thrown into the deep end a little bit, which is great. You know, being thrown into the deep end is good, but it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and you know, because I know how to mix, you know, there's this big TV show and they're like, Hey, the mixers has too much stuff to do. You know, he doesn't have time. And he's also mixing a big video game and whatever. You need to mix these episodes for this show. And so I go into this movie theater and I'm mixing using the mixer's template. And I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, I've never, I've only mixed records. Yeah, never, much. you've never and mixed even for in TV. the video game, it was yeah. all music. Yeah. And this is totally different. Like m- how you make mixing decisions, how, you know, violins and classical stuff and you know it's complex music you know it's yeah. it's your your tempo your bpm and your um time signature are changing constantly right yeah in yeah, order so to meet like hit and half hits. the time these are literally symphonic orchestras yeah like recording like 100 pieces yeah. and yeah. you're like mixing that shit yeah and then we're also working with it's on on this TV show. It's Mark, and then Isabella Summers, who is the machine in Florence and the Machine. Okay. So she's doing half the music, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
and you know they're collaborating and stuff like that and so she's sending her stems from you know the uk and then i'll have to like mix it and it's just like oh god like am i doing this correctly and then print it and send it to the well that's the other thing too right is like mixing is not i mean there's always been a science to it but there's also like in making an album there's yeah there's liberties yeah there are not liberties there's like a luff limit and stuff like that that you have to meet for everything right yeah and like you know mark's a really good engineer and mixer just because he's been doing it for so long so it's like to me when i get the stems it's like all right this sounds really good yeah yeah yeah. god like i don't want to like make an eq dip in something that is actually really important yeah and there is a subjective you know a lot of these are just internal instruments so it's like an omnisphere patch is going to be sounding pretty good it's not gonna have any like crazy resonance no no no, or like whatever so it's like all right how do i how do i do this how do i do this (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's it's been insane hours and so exciting though you know is this what you want to do is this does this interest you or is this like i i understand that you don't have to make a decision about that kind of thing but i just think like for instance, I'm really interested in 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 film music, TV music, sync, and stuff like yeah. that. But mostly writing for it, like not like right. composing, is is I've done it a couple times, and yeah. it's really uh, been fun. But it's been yeah. for friends, so the yeah. the the bar's been lower, you know. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of us get into these positions because of our love for music. Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of people working for Mark, mm-hmm. and even the mixing engineer that he has now got into it because they were in a band and they want to make music, but they also want to make money. Yeah. You know, and I want to, you know, do I, do I, do I really put a hundred percent of my time into making music for myself, but then I'm struggling and I don't have money. Yeah. And, and then am I wasting time by not furthering and, and advancing a career? Um, so it's like, Meanwhile, you're making these connections that you have. Now you know these people who have right. a lot more pull. Right. And and in this situation, I justify it by, you know, exactly. Like, I'm making a lot of connections. Yeah. And you're learning a fuck ton. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I do really enjoy mixing. Yeah. At the same time, you know, I love mixing, and I've only mixed because of my love for making music and yeah. being forced into it and just being in positions because I'm around music. Um. And so, yeah, I think that ideally I would write music to picture mm-hmm. and, and, you know, ideally, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, in a stadium playing for thousands of people making my own music, but at the same time, like it's, it is very interesting writing, you know, music to With the purpose. movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just... It's there's so much to learn, and what it's did, so different. What did you learn from the video game experience? The video game experience, it's not that was very different style of writing. Um, it's we were making a game that would be, you know, your the user is intentionally jamming over tracks. So uh, uh, okay, you know, you're we built That's these kind of sick. orbs. Yeah. That, you know, you play with drumsticks, but they they make whatever sound that it was, you know, my decision or 
whoever the other audio guy was um, to, you know, what when you hit something, it makes a certain sound or an arp or a little yeah. drum sound. And then, you know, we're getting stems from big artists like Zoo, Zoo or we got the Zoo and Tame Impala track in that mm-hmm. song, in the video game. But it's my job to get the stems and then strip it down enough to where it's just a backing track and then you can take... I edited their synths and made new instruments out of it, but you can't do scales where they could potentially hit the wrong note. You know, it has to I be, see, yeah, it yeah, has yeah. to be intuitive enough for the user to go in and do anything they want. Yeah. And it'll still jam. Yeah. So we did a lot of tricks where it's like you hit it and it quantizes to the nearest eighth note. Okay. So it's not going to totally hear you. It still feels like you're hitting it, but it sounds like you're really on time. <laughs> and that's really, yeah, that's tough, man. That's a real, that's yeah. a real job right there. And then you also, you have to test it where it's like, yeah. oh, this one note, if you hit it at this point, it sounds bad. And you don't want someone who doesn't know anything about music to go in there and then feel subconscious like they're not doing a good job. Yeah. And other people are listening. So it was a lot of testing that and just spamming notes and seeing a lot of pentatonic scales and yeah. being like, all right, every note in here works. And, you know, it does limit a lot of creativity, but it was really interesting to see people that have never been able to make music and have that like euphoria of, oh, I'm doing this, I'm making this. And they go in for the first time into VR and they're feel they have that feeling. That's and really you crazy. You see that yeah, smile yeah. on their face. We took the game to EDC, which is where I got this poster. I have the I was wondering about your insomniac. I have the blueprints to EDC. <laughs> oh I, wow. I found in like a cupboard. I was like, all right, I'm taking these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you That's know, so sick. I never would have gone to EDC, you know by myself or bought sure. a ticket but yeah. it was the craziest experience of working course. there and then just like <laughs> See you know, being completely sober walking around working there <laughs> and then you know it's my job to bring people in and try this game while they're on whatever substance that they're on but then like you know you have people that take off their headset and they're crying wow and, and they're like this is the most insane experience and then they like hug you after whatever but you know you get people that are doing it completely sober and they they have similar reactions sure. to it you know it's like this is my first time creating music yeah you don't need to be flying to, it, to have to feel the, that at the end of the day you've really worked on it so they're not going to sound bad but people think that they're doing it they think that they're making it well so. dude it's a high to make something that you're proud of right. like that shit feels amazing that's yeah. why when we finish a song we play it like 20 times yeah you know what i mean because exactly. like, that's like the biggest joy and it came out of you yeah you know like oh yeah. it's the best exactly and so if anybody if everybody could feel that i don't know man because I, I go through that with my lessons for kids where yeah. like i teach them a thing and yeah. i literally just did that i sat down with one of my students and i was like tell me every song you know how to play on guitar yeah because he's really he like he gets frustrated really easily right i sit there and i write down every single song he can say i was like did you know that you can play 13 songs on guitar and his mind was blown in that yeah. whole practice that, awesome. that whole lesson that day yeah he was like, oh, I'm game. Because he's like, now he's like, now he's trying to cross off more songs on the list. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And yeah. that feeling, if everybody could have it, I don't know who wouldn't want to be a yeah. musician on some level. Right. You and, know? That, and that was the intention of the game. You yeah. Know? It was, how do we give people this feeling? Yeah. That then, and without the, the time and the effort put in, in, in eliminating that, um, the frustration. Sure. That people usually 
quit because of, you know, or I just know. don't give it their all. Or they're like, you know, they've they've just lived their whole lives thinking that. I guess I can't it is music. I guess it is a balance, right? Because you're yeah. like, I don't know if I want to give this feeling away for free. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. What I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so I I made certain I made a song for the game that I made just with the intention of putting into the game, which uh-huh. was a super interesting way of writing music. Yeah, you know, like I'm making all these instruments, and they're basically, you know, you're making a one tone instrument one stem that's just one note yeah and you're spending a long time just making one note that will be hit you know played by people yeah so um so that song you know people it got put on the like title page of the game so when they open the game it's It's that of like you know three or four songs that they can play right away you're doing sick stuff that's awesome Yeah. yeah and so that song because it's like very good in the game, you know, yeah. it works really well because it's intentionally made for the game. And so I also made, I was like, okay, this is an opportunity. A lot of people are going to hear the song and they're going to want to be able to hear it. So I'm going to make a full out version of the song. Got it. And so that's Mist, that song Mist. And that song. It is. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So Mist is, uh, you know, it's one of the first songs you can play in the game. And when they were promoting, doing marketing for the game, they sent the game to all these Twitch, big Twitch streamers. And they're like, all right, you play on your stream, uh-huh. whatever, we'll give you the game. And so one big streamer named Pokelols, um, he, he <laughs> you know, played this so- my song. Though, you know, because you go in and then that's the first song you see and you just click it. Yeah. And so a lot of the time they'd choose that song and they'd jam over it. And then, you know, they're getting excited on the stream and the whole stream's going insane. Uh-huh. And then these clips get saved and turned into YouTube videos. And so this one YouTube video of my game being played just blew up. Right. And then, you know, there's... This is how it's your top track on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. And recently there was... It resurfaced with, you know, Twitch streamers watching clips of other Twitch streamers' reaction videos. It's a very insular... Know? It's yeah. a very insular world there. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And so those videos blew up. Uh-huh. And so the, within the last month, yeah, I you know I went from getting, I don't even know, like a hundred plays a day yeah. to like six thousand plays a day or whatever. Sick. And it was just like insane. Yeah. Just because of this Twitch world. Uh-huh. And then you should see the comments on the YouTube video for my song. Yeah. It's like, everyone go check out Pokelo's remix of this song. Oh so my it's like god. Everyone loves you know like Pokolos did it better, like that whole thing. <laughs> so it's you're like, getting dusted on, yeah, on getting a thing dusted. that you made. Yeah, so like but he everyone's like, oh my god, Pokolos made the best version of the song. But it's like I literally made, made the level and intended it to sound the way that guy was playing it. Like, so that he could play a to a science. better version of and it. And then and then all these people are like <laughs> Dude, this remix of your song is so good. It has like way more plays than my actual song. It's so interesting. But and but that had to happen for anything to feed exactly. into people listening to the track in the first exactly. place. Exactly. You know? And if you go on SoundCloud and you look look up Starbuck Mist, it's like there's so many remixes because it's people just bouncing out their electronauts Duh. audio stream. It's like blah 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 remix, blah 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 remix, and all the way down the page. And it's just people that, you know, play it in the but game. They just play the game and then they just bounce. And then they're, they're like, just... oh, check out this track I made, you know. You're like, I've made literally all of these, yeah. technically. Yeah. I yeah. Literally Every made... single <laughs> instrument you're playing, I, I made. 
<laughs> like intended for you to do that. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. It was That's nuts. really funny. And so that, and you know, it's just constant and it's having a resurgence or whatever right now, right now. And how's that feel? It's, it's cool. I mean, I, it's, you know, it's, it's, you understand why it's doing it. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, uh, you know, people are just finally noticing, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, okay, like this is, this is how that wave is going and this yeah. is, we're just riding it. Yeah. Well, okay. So we were talking about it a little bit just cause I said that that track you just showed me sounded like SZA. Yeah. But you have five songs out and they all honestly have like, I felt like I had a pretty good semblance of what you make. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then you put Wasted on Love Out, and then I was like, there's more happening now, yeah. too. And that, honestly, in some ways, felt maybe truest to, like, what you do, because it has right. a lot of different influence, and it has those yeah. arps and the acoustic guitar and you yeah. singing and stuff. Um, What do you think? Is that true at all? Like, like Yeah. I think there's just, like any musician, it's not like you only like the music that you yeah. that you are branded as. You know what I'm saying? Of course. And so I have a hard time. It's like my music taste is constantly changing. Yeah. And I end up putting songs that kind of fit into that mold. Yeah. You know, I make a lot of music that doesn't fit into that mold. You just don't release it. But I just don't release it. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Honestly. Yeah. I almost have a... I almost have pitches for you for yeah. ideas of ways to put that stuff out. Cause I know that there's way more tracks on that laptop right yeah. there that aren't seeing the light of the light of day just because it's like, you're not going to put the effort into like promoting a thing that doesn't right. sound right. Right. But I don't think any genre besides maybe like emo, hardcore, pop punk, post punk like that always got really granular and sub genre E. Yeah. But I feel like dance music has maybe the biggest like current, um, issue with identity like yeah, exactly. everybody parses it out so much between house trap and like yeah. you know I don't know I don't even know them you yeah. know yeah it's very broad it's like yeah. you know Kate Trinata won the Oscar for best dance album and it's like well is it dance music it's like it's like it's rap like, go, <laughs> go listen to the album it's like yeah. it, it, every, every album that was nominated for the Oscar for dance album of the year is so different <laughs> it's like all right this is the this is the umbrella we're gonna put under yeah. this so yeah i mean it's but do you feel like the com- the community really is the people who like make the borders don't they yeah don't you feel like the people who like consume EDM, yeah they yeah go, like, exactly there's a lot he's of, the sickest house artist or whatever you know yeah there's a lot of uh blurred lines with yeah. the genre but there's you know i get a lot of comments or whatever on youtube videos that are like what what genre is this or whatever and then i'll get comments it's like i have that track words it's basically just disco or new disco totally whatever it is yeah and then there's comments on the on the youtube thing like this is really good new bass song or like whatever (laughs) and i'm like what is that it's like what (laughs) i don't know (laughs) just making stuff well okay so yeah so that's how i felt up until that point and then when you put out humming I was like, this guy could do straight up pop tracks. Yeah. Like pop tracks. Yeah. Like that felt like a big moment oh, for it's you. Oh, super poppy. Right? Yeah. And but then it did, ended up being my like most popular song. Sure. Yeah. Which was to be, it, you know, it didn't start out as a pop song. It really was it just didn't. kind of like not really poppy at all. Because I recorded my own vocals and top line and my yeah. own lyrics or whatever. 
and then we brought Denny in and he, you know, took his own spin on it. And then it ended up being like, okay, Denny has a poppy voice. And yeah. so we have to kind of adjust the sonics to this track. Yeah. So it all is glued together. And then it, at the end, it, it ended up sounding pretty poppy, yeah. which, you know, ultimately was good for the song. And it was the best song that it could be with the ingredients that we put in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. Here's my idea. Yeah. If you have a bunch of stuff that fall under different genres in a world where there's a lot of people who want to put you in a box and you have this artist page where you're only going to release the stuff that you want to be under Starbucks, isn't there an opportunity there you think maybe to like release that other stuff either under a different name or yeah. like try and reach out to maybe, um, I don't know, like lo-fi beats to study to bullshit, yeah. like, yeah. like those kind of playlists. If there's like little ideas and stuff, cause people right. eat that stuff up and it does really well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've had, if you want, if that even brings you joy, yeah. you know? No. Well, the, the main idea that I've been, that I've been contemplating is doing a more, I don't know, like, I don't know if, if I want to call it singer songwriter, but the wasted on love yeah brand Vibe. i guess yeah, and yeah, like yeah. what i just showed you like yeah. trying to emulate actual drums and and ideally tracking real drums and, yeah and doing you know having the guitar be the lead voice you know actual vocals and electric guitar and then you know i have all these synths yeah to you know back that up make layers out and of. just kind of eliminate you know the four to the floor or whatever like splice drums that i have and just give it more of an organic feel because i I do make a lot of songs like that, but they just never get heard. And so it's it's like, because I'm like, this is so not what the listener would be expecting. Um, and, you know, I could release it under that name, but then I'm like, it would be cool to just kind of build out that persona um, and release all these songs under a different name. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely something that I've been thinking about. I, I just, I yeah. think there's a chance there, you know, and yeah. you can leave the thing as it is, or you can totally change. If you want Starbucks stuff to be your main thing, you can yeah. change that and have another place to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think there's a lot of like, like a lot of really interesting potential, but it's like, how do you do that? What yeah. direction do you funnel that energy into? Especially yeah. when you have a job as taxing as you do and you're right. like, when am I even going to get to work on my own shit? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, But it already sounds like you're thinking about that all a lot. Yeah, and I think that I've been trying to make music as much as possible, but it's still, you know, since I've got this job, it's been really difficult. Yeah. Um and I think that it will become less busy and which is what I'm hoping for, but regardless of I'll find the time to get in here and and make music. It's 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 also you know, it's going to take some time because when I realized when I don't make music for a while, yeah, it it's just like I, I'm not as good at making music. Yeah, we obviously. atrophy. Yeah. If you don't write, you fucking get worse at it. Yeah, so I'll come in here at night after a you know, full day, day work. A, like at 10. Just and, to flex. You know, I've had days where it's like I'm coming back at like 2, yeah. 2.30 or whatever. But I'll like come in here just for a little bit yeah. and just try and get some ideas out or like try and use this new um, Oberheim synth and learn it hey that's a really good habit to get into though and yeah it's it's and then i'm like i don't even record anything because i'm like all these ideas are bad i don't even hit record in the daw well it's like i'll just jam out i find that a lot of my if i pick up an instrument 
I'll yeah. come up with an idea. Yeah. Doesn't need to be good. Yeah. Then get it down. It almost feels like there's like moments, right? Where you can stop, you know? And you're yeah. like, if you're just like running the circles, you're like, I don't like this. It's not good. But yeah. I'll just like, you know, track and get it down anyway. Right. There's another moment where you latch onto something. You go, there's actually something special here. And then you got to yeah. finish it, you know? Yeah. But like, but like until you get to that point, I think it's just to do it. But uh, you get to that point way more often if you just get in there and do it. So yeah. if you come in here to sit down and get to that synth, yeah. you're in a much better place than just letting right. it, letting it right. sit And there. you have to learn to be okay with just not, not getting anything done. Yeah, just being like totally. Being like, oh, I have to put something down yeah. and, and build it out. Well, you do know? you know? Do you know what I'm really interested in by you is the thing that you were saying about doing the singer songwriter stuff. Yeah. How important are lyrics to you? Not, not honestly, like, not as important as my like the melody and the, and the rhythm that the words make. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is like, yeah. like for me, it's like. A fucking half the battle you know yeah. like it's a huge deal for me right for your stuff it feels almost like um you're really interested in tonality yeah syntax and rhythm exactly yeah. that's way more important to me like uh, i don't want to say anything stupid and sound yeah. corny <laughs> but at the same time it's like i'll find myself listening to music i'm not you know i'm not really going in and trying to like all right what's the story What's yeah. the story? What's this guy trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm really li- listening to it for the music and the word word choice is really important. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that word sound? Um, yeah. And why did they choose to say that word? Well, it's closer to like Sigurós where he like made up his own language so he could say whatever exactly. he wants for the line. Yes, you know? yeah. Or Bon Iver who does the same thing where he's like, I need yeah. to find a word for this after I like get the whole Yeah, exactly. That's that's what's important to me. I mean, it's funny. You know, I, I don't, I want to have like a, a message and and i think it's cool to have you know yeah interesting lyrics but it's definitely more of an afterthought well i I love it because it makes because it's almost like you thinking of it as like a bunch of synth sounds to choose from you're yeah. like oh i really want this vocal yeah, to be it's breathy like an instrument like it's an instrument it's yeah. not yeah right yeah. it's an instrument you just happen to be able to put words on it or yeah. maybe you should or uh, yeah. unless you want it to all be just oohs and ahs yeah like that humming song or yeah. whatever that the basically it hits the chorus and there's like a low vocal in the background that's mm-hmm. just going like yeah and it's me that was the original chorus yeah and it was me just saying nothing yeah like i just gibberish and it's still in there it's yeah. like in the background and then you know it i go back and i listen and i'm like oh it kind of sounds like i'm saying humming that tune all night and then and then I and wrote, now and then, it's that. And then I'm like, yeah, make that the song. I'm like th- whatever gibberish I was saying kind of yeah. sounds like I was saying this. So let's make it about that. I I always I often walk around just thinking, or on occasion walk around just thinking about your track. The I don't remember if you did anything with it or yeah. shut it for I shut it for you. Yeah. Shut it. I mean that shit's so catchy. Yeah. It's all about the rhythm too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that was just another thing where it's like, okay, let's. It's almost like scatting. Yeah, you know? it's kind of like scatting. And it's like, okay, these kind of sound like words. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of push it in that direction and yeah. make it a r- English. I mean, that's how anything starts for me, I think. Initially, you're just like singing until you do it. Yeah. But I guess like that, also, there's a threshold where I go, like, I need to tell a story. Yeah. And then it'll mean something to me later or yeah. I'll find a way to tell it and then once i do that that's how i can get to verse two or the bridge or whatever right like you know what i mean like that's what's exciting about that stuff but but i don't know it just seems so indicative of the genres that we're used to like we're in different worlds you know so it feels like your world is like more allows you to be like 
instrumental with your vocal yeah. or at least think that way. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I'm also subject to be, to change and like to change in like value vocals, you know, at a different point in my life and like mm-hmm. in my music creation, just because I do, sometimes I, I hear a song and I'm like, this is a really good song. And then I hear the lyrics and I'm like, oh shit, this is like, you know, it hits you on a different emotional Absolutely. And I'm like, oh, he's really talking yeah. about this thing. And, and, and that's why, you know, Song Exploder, when they explain what they're going through or whatever and talking about the lyrics, and then I listen to it, I'm like, okay, this is different. Yeah. This, this feels different. Totally. And so, yeah, it's something It's that, funny that there's a song, there's a story to almost every track like that, too. Right. You know? Right. And, and so... At this point in my life, it's like, okay, I haven't put value onto that, but it's just how I was, I guess, just nurture, you know, like what I've learned. And like, I think it's just, I haven't been pushed in that direction yet. Right. But it's also a great thing for you to recognize and go like, this is my growth as an artist. And that wasn't the thing I cared about before. And that's the music that you made at that point. If this becomes a thing that you start to latch onto more now. Yeah. And then it's a new yeah. it's a new way to go right. with the stuff that you're building, you know? I'm sure that, like, making this, like, being a part of this, you know, music-to-picture world yeah. is going to affect how you make music in here. 100%. It's Has like it now, happened already? Yeah, well, now, I mean, I'm sure it will because I haven't really been making that much music the last month. I'm sure month. you're wiped out, yeah. But, uh, you know, I've been finding myself... I'm like, what the, I'm, I've been using like four chord or three chord or two chord progressions. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe putting in a different chord progression for the bridge or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, I don't change my tempo. I don't change keys or whatever. And it's like, it's so interesting to be able to do that and make it sound good. Totally. And so it's like, what if I could implement that into my own music and like make it an emotional thing? Cause it's, when you're listen, watching a movie and the tempo and the key is changing, it you don't really think about it if it's done well. And yeah. It, and it really affects you on an emotional level. Yeah. And it's just something that's, you know, I, it's very my music's very groove-based. And it's like, you know, you get into that loop and then yeah. you're in the groove. And then you're in and it's like, well, what's going to happen the next time around? Yeah. Because I'm but like, vibing with this time. I really would like to be able to learn how to make that, implement that into my music and just... Well, if make you, it sound good. If you hit a cool tempo change or if you hit a time signature change or yeah. something like that, you can sit in that group for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like because we're, we've built these walls around ourselves using DAWs or whatever, especially mm-hmm. me, and like MIDI information, and it's just because you're using a computer, which is math-driven and so perfect, Yeah. it's like you lose a lot of the you know feeling of like when you if we're jamming together on the guitar we're gonna change tempos we're gonna yeah we're gonna make eye contact we're gonna switch who does what very human yeah and so like you know my music ends up feeling pretty inhuman and so to be able to push the walls away of whatever computer software that you're using that's like an interesting way of like breaking down those walls. You know what I'm saying? But dude, it's really funny because you're talking about the humanity and all I've had for the past six years in my band has been a bunch of humanness. Yeah, yeah. And all I want to do is make stuff that sounds more relevant to now. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're completely on the opposite side of this thing, yeah. trying to like like run to the other guy's side and maybe we'll meet in the middle somewhere. Exactly. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. It's, 
Yeah, it's because uh, all we've done is like live tracking stuff and band stuff and play live shows and all this stuff. Yeah, you know? and 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 you know, a lot of tracking music is like, oh, like I'm so out of time or whatever. Sure, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not on the grid or whatever. I mean, yes, there is a important element of not being too on the grid, yeah. but it's like you're really trying to fit into the the walls of the computer. Yeah. You know, you're like, all right, I have to not clip digital clip or whatever. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I need to, you know, fit into that boundary. Yeah. And I need to like match this click track to fit into that boundary or whatever, which it all makes sense why, but it's interesting to be able to try and strip that away. I'm composing for my buddy's animated short right now. Awesome. And it's funny because I, don't know the world yeah and he loves the piece that i wrote which is cool yeah but the initial way i wrote it the emotional switch yeah i went the song is in five yeah and then i switched it to six yeah and then i switched it back to five yeah and he loved it and i got scared and i just left it in five i like changed it i went back and i changed it you know what i mean and i was like it's supposed to like add an acoustic guitar have this big moment i was like okay let's have it straighten out a little bit you know and then we'll go back into the weird thing yeah I just kept it weird the whole time. And now I'm like, should I change it again? You know what yeah. I mean? Because of this conversation I'm thinking about, yeah. you know? And and that's what's really cool about music for film. It's like, it's not as much about, all right, does this sound good musically? I mean, it is, but but it's also like, how does it make you feel? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's so similar to like sound design. Yeah. It's like, all right, this should hit here to, to evoke this emotion at this exact moment. It's not like... Oh, like so the so the listener is going to be watching this movie and getting really into the track. Yeah, it's really about like I don't really notice it. It but it's without me noticing, it's evoking emotion. Or like or even literally treating it like sound design. Like literally yeah. like exactly. If there's going to be an airplane, maybe you do a, a reverse cymbal rush at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? To yeah. like have that feeling, exactly. and you don't even need to necessarily hear the correct yeah. thing, but it'll give you that feeling. Yeah, you know. And what's so amazing to me is Mark, you know. Mark is so knowledgeable about yeah. this stuff and knows exactly sure. where to put certain like sonics and chords and scales. And like, he's constantly changing. He knows what key will evoke a certain emotion. That's crazy. He's like, Oh, you should not be doing this in C sharp. That's or, so he's funny. Like, you need to switch it to this key because that key is not going to evoke this per- particular emotion. And what's insane is we do, we, because it's COVID, we can't do recording sessions at like Capitol Records or sure. whatever where we record yeah. a full symphony. Where you would have a full symphony. Orchestra. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then, so now we're, we're basically doing all of our recording sessions for orchestra in Budapest. But we're not going to Budapest. No. We're doing it basically using um, like a very high quality audio Zoom yeah. call, basically. Yeah. And so, you know, the Pro Tools operator has his stereo out directly into this platform and it's streaming directly into the studio. Mark has heaps of sheet music in front of him. And so, you know, at 4 a.m. I get up and because it's that appropriate time in Budapest. (laughs) That's so funny. And then so like, you know, I'm the technical assistant, but I don't really know all the things. And he's like, Mark, I get in at 4 a.m., Mark's already in there. He's pushing his talkback mic to be able to talk to them in the control room uh-huh. and speaking to a translator who will then talk to the orchestra and give them Mark's notes. Yeah. So my talkback <gasps> doesn't work. I mm-hmm. can't get it to work. And then 
and then you know you hear the whole orchestra tuning up you know like the they are all playing the same note and the classic yeah 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 mm-hmm. and you hear them and you're like all right well there's 60 people in a room in budapest that are all waiting for me to fix the talkback mic and i'm like he's like just patch it in patch it in find the patch point and i'm like oh sh- fuck oh, yeah. it's like <laughs> mayhem like i have two hours of sleep dude have you seen the movie have you seen the show dave <laughs> Have you watched that? I watched a few episodes. Okay, this is a really good episode about like a about like an engineer getting fired over like for fucking up a session with like I think a Justin Bieber character or yeah. something like that. It's really funny where he's like, just get it right, man. And he's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. And then like the engineer just can't get it right and he gets fired on the spot. I think Dude, that's why you like in your head you're like, Oh, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You like it's not I mean the that pressure is so intense. Yeah, it's because there's know? so much money on the line. <laughs> right, yeah. And it's not it's not Mark's money. It's no, like, it's studio money. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, but it's whatever. I found a workaround where I set up his laptop to where he could push a button on his laptop and mute the speakers. And right. Because that's whatever. the new way to do it is literally just figure, figure it out for now, even yeah. if it's not the yeah, best no, way. And then, you know, at a later time, we figured out the talk back later. Of course. But yeah, Mark's, you know, basically orchestrating an entire orchestra being like, hey, you know, like where the, you know, the the PID strings here like need to be go over to um, like he, he's just using so much musical jargon. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like mezzo piano here, like you guys are doing this wrong. And then, and then the translator translates to them in Hungarian. And then, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah. What's going on. I, and, you know, just learning a lot by just, and that's also something where I'm like, could I do this? Like, yeah, of course. It's yeah. like, all right, to be at that level, it's like these people really... I mean, but he's operating on a crazy level. Like, this is. still exists on smaller levels, for sure. Oh, he's at you know? the top of the level. Yeah. You know, he's doing, like, the biggest yeah. films. And and so it's like... But at the same time, it's like, is Trent Reznor really doing that? You know, like, it, he's he's getting nominated for the best score or whatever. Maybe Atticus Ross is doing that. Yeah. Trent's like, doing Trent, his I, thing. I'm almost sense. certain Trent's not, like... Oh God! Like you guys really need to be hitting mezzo piano here. Like, come on. <laughs> Did you see uh, "I Care a Lot"? Yes. Hi, folks. Peter here. So, if you don't want to hear spoilers for the Netflix film starring Rosamund Pike, "I Care a Lot," skip forward about two minutes because we talk about it. I personally go into the end. Anyway, this is a spoiler zone, so here we go. You've been warned, dude. The fact that that wasn't Trent Reznor made me livid yeah. he they can sue that movie sounded exactly like did social you, network did you like that i fucking hated it dude i really didn't like i it. really i wanted to turn it off i was watching with my roommate i was bitching the whole time yeah. i hated that movie did you like the music i thought it was a ripoff of the social network i like i i really uh didn't get pulled in i feel what i felt to be the correct emotional place well i don't i think i think you're up shit's creek the whole time there's yeah. nobody to root for in that movie yeah Everybody's a yeah, terrible person. So, so there's literally nobody for you to latch on to. Yeah, I was like, who do I, I was like, who do I root don't for? Don't let her win. Come on. Dude, exactly. Yeah. And then she Okay, I'm watching with my roommate and I said this. I go, Yo, we're an hour into this thing. Who the fuck do I root for? Yeah. And he goes Dude. and he goes, Oh, that's a good point. And he yeah. goes, I don't know, maybe um the old lady? I was like, she's tied to the mob too. Yeah. Like it's not even good. And then I would literally I like we ran through the whole thing. And he goes, 
well, she's going to get caught. I'm like, no, she's going to run into a little bit of conflict and she's going to get away with it. And he's like, yeah, right. And then, spoiler, sorry, that's what happens in the movie. And yeah. I was like, good night, dude. I'm fucking done with today. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. mad. I had a really tough time with that movie. Same. But I just had a problem with it, too, because they're like, everybody's vibe was like, let's go, girl boss, queen. Yeah. And you're like, no, how about elder abuse? Like, she's yeah. not she's a girl terrible. boss example. She's, she's a terrible person. I think, yeah, I think it's to anyone watching that, and you're like, all right, this one was awful. I had trouble with that movie, man. Yeah. I was really angry about it. I really wanted it to be something else. It's so like, confusing. <laughs> it's I'm so like, confusing. How do you want me to feel? Just tell me how to feel more. <laughs> tell me how to feel. Stop giving me like... <laughs> it was really slick. It looked pretty. Yeah. Good cinematography. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, it had a good camera. I want to take a pee break. You want to take a pee break? Pee, yeah, break? pee break, pee break. Let's do it. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bandzoogle. Built by musicians for musicians, Bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Direct support podcast listeners can go to Bandzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days and can use the promo code DIRECTSUPPORT, all one word, to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's Bandzoogle.com, promo code DIRECTSUPPORT. nuts okay uh, let's change gears because i've known you for a long time this is fun so look it's really funny because i do this show with basically like we were talking about people who have you know been super obsessed with or like really influenced me when i was younger yeah. generally yeah or friends right right and right. um and i try to research everybody yeah because we could just chat but i try to do some level of that yeah of like take it seriously right all I have for you is just a list of compliments. You're yeah. you're hot and you're nice and you're the greatest of all time. I'm sexy. Yeah. And so I just came up. I just really, I love you. But we, we met in school. Fucking yeah, in Hoke, baby. This is like an episode created for Gatsby yeah. to listen to, no, essentially. No, no, yeah, this is only for Gatsby. <laughs> There's going to be one listener. There's going to be one listener yeah. and it's just Gatsby. There's actually a password to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. It's in Hoke. Yeah. <laughs> it's this. <laughs> you have to send a jpeg yeah, yeah you, JPEG. you have to upload it and it's a secret <laughs> link um but before school ojai is that I, yeah is it technically ojai or technically yeah. somewhere else ojai yeah i just know you grew up basically just mad close to nature i think it's a really interesting combo yeah. to be a dude who's into music and nature yeah do you think they inform each other yeah i so I grew up in Santa Barbara when, oh, until, in, well, okay, until 10. Okay. I was in Santa Barbara, and um, I think it was mainly my mom is why I'm into music. Okay. Because she was really into music. She wasn't a musician for a time. She wanted to be a singer. Sure. Um, but she just really wanted her kids to be able to flex whatever creative muscles they yeah. wanted to um so <laughs> she bought me this bongo when i was in like first grade sick this bongo right here yeah. and then she I, I played it so much she was like okay like we gotta find, find you a bongo tr <laughs> like a bongo tutor or whatever <laughs> and so i took bongo lessons that's amazing yeah as, like, a second grader. And, like, yeah. I remember my show and tell thing was, like, bring my bongo. And, like, and perform like, it. And perform. This thing. You bring this. Yeah. Enormous. Whole, yeah. Like, as big as me. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. 
and then I just like stood on a stool and played. <laughs> and then and then by the way my sh- my show and tell was like i played a song on guitar but because all the music i knew was like latin music that my mom showed me i was like tengo la camisa negra <laughs> <laughs> and i lost to the I kid love to see that i know but i lost to the kid who played wake me up when september ends and it's like duh they Obviously. know that track yeah oh <laughs> they're know? singing along yeah exactly yeah fucking duh dude stupid yeah, I think what I ended up playing was on the bongos. All I did was like, for the whole time. And it was like, because I watched like uh, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. You know, the intro is like this little drum and bass thing. Can I tell I you like, something fun? Yeah. They're making a Powerpuff Girls live action show on the CW. Wow. My friend's girlfriend is playing Blossom. Whoa. Yeah. It was really funny because we like, he like told us like what she's got hired for. And we're in the kitchen. And I go, which Powerpuff Girl is she? And he goes, Blossom. And Matt goes, fuck, dude, it's over. She's famous. As if like he were to say Buttercup and he, Matt would have been like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> is it Blossom? Is it Blossom? Don't fucking tell me it's Blossom. <laughs> He's like, oh, game over, dude. But Bubbles is my favorite. I liked Bubbles. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. No, dude, it's great segue. Uh, yeah. So you're going... Yeah, yeah, okay, so, uh, and then I remember I, there was a, like, a computer class in yeah. second grade, and they, they all, ha- they had all the kids open GarageBand, yeah. and, like, do GarageBand, and then that's, like, a definitive moment where I was, like, I like this, oh, I'll stay, and, like, do this, and all the kids go to recess or whatever. Did, so you noticed that you cared about it more than everybody else? Yeah, way more. Check and this. then my, the teacher was, like, uh, your kid really likes this you should like nurture. Yeah. Which is like, I'm so blessed to be like, even have those opportunities to like go to a school where they even opened that software for me. And then they tell, told my mom like, Hey, like he really likes this. Let's, let's, you know, you should facilitate that dog. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, uh, and so can I tell you something? There was a moment I had a similar moment in seventh grade. Cause me and all my friends like playing guitar, and like jamming, yeah, and playing ping pong and playing basketball and smash was yeah. all the same level for all of us. Right, like it, we yeah. would jam, we would have a band, yeah, you know, and we would play Red Hot Chili Peppers and Kings Leon yeah. and Stroke songs. But then we would also like play ping pong and basketball, yeah. And there was a moment where I was the one who was sitting down trying to record demos through like the Mac speaker and be like, "Guys, shut up!" Where I was clearly really serious about this yeah. one thing, yeah. while the rest <laughs> of them were like, "We've moved on to ping pong time," you know, uh, it's smash time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think those keys, like, like you don't notice in the moment. You go, like, yeah. they're being assholes. Yeah. But later on, you go, like, oh, yeah. got it. That's why Brian played varsity basketball, because he stuck around for yeah, that part Yeah, exactly. Of it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why, like, I was never into, like, I was never in a serious band. Sure. And, like, I would have liked to have been. Yeah. But there's, I think there's a couple of reasons why that didn't happen for i mean there's a lot of reasons but um like because i started out as a kid just being in garage band i really practiced that like as my instrument like computer yeah stuff and then you know i i was really into garage band and then i started taking piano lessons and then guitar lessons and then drum lessons and then there was a band like the school band or whatever where 
I, there's so many things that I could go into, but there's, <laughs> I moved from Santa Barbara to Ojai and went to this really little school like called very hippie school called mm-hmm. Oak Grove. Mm-hmm. And there's only, you know, 12 kids in each class. Yeah. And it's like vegetarian. You can't eat meat on the campus. Wow. And it was founded by Krishna Murthy, like this uh-huh. philosopher, Indian philosopher. Wow. And you can't eat meat. It's like, so like, just go out into the, the oak, oak orchard and write poetry about a tree that you find or whatever. And there was the music class was just so like, okay, what song do you guys want to play? Everyone choose an instrument and then, you know, we'll just make bands out of the class yeah, or whatever. And so that was like my, my first band experience is like me playing drums with a bunch of kids that really weren't as into it as me. Yeah. It's like everyone had to do it. Right. So the whole band ended up sounding really bad. But you were like, uh, did you, you know. care more? Would you? Were you well, like, I cared a lot. Yeah. 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 And, but I was also probably so annoying to the other kids. Dude, I, I completely know I was as annoying. Yeah. Cause I, I cared like, way more than my friends. Yeah. About like, it. Guys like, come on. Yeah. And literally same. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, like, I was never, I felt like I was never really good at an instrument. You know, like, I can play piano, and I can play guitar, and I can play drums. But I was never, like, being able to go in and play keys in, like, a full band. But I think that's more important, dude. Yeah. I think it's better to be a virtuoso if you're trying to make stuff, yeah. especially if you're saying you haven't found other people to fill those other roles. Right. You got to be able to get your songs out of you and to the finish line. Yeah. I can't, I, I cannot comfortably produce my own track. Yeah. But I've, but you know, those hours that you put into GarageBand yeah. were hours I put into songwriting. Right. Were hours exactly. I put into yeah. drumming, you yeah, know, so like muscles that you flex. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's totally, I just think it's better to be able to do all parts of something. Yeah. Kind of well. I personally think Jack of all right. trades, master none is, is, yeah. is better, but you know, and then uh, there's obviously virtuosos. There's Blake Mills out there who can really really rip on guitar and really do everything else too and you're like oh okay that's how i feel about mark it's like yeah he's a really good trumpet player a jazz trumpet player and that's how he became like slightly famous Uh it's because of trumpet and jazz in new york and then he'll like go on his piano and then just shred yeah and i'm like oh my gosh you're so far it's (laughs) it's so sad we can't do the comparing too much because you'll just fucking freeze up yeah you know, like yeah. everybody's better than, yeah. you know, you on any level. Like, like right. I, yeah, I, it's something, it's so bad. For, and, you know, on certain days I really feel it more than other days. Yeah. And on other days I just go like, well, I do my thing and that's, that's what I do. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then I guess going like being at Oak Grove was great and it formed, I mean, it didn't feel great at the time. I remember being like, all right, I Hate definitely this. want to go to the bigger school with all the kids. Yeah. Like, I had friends at all the big schools and uh-huh. stuff like that. And then, but it definitely formed who I am and, like, you know, really pushed cre- my creative muscles more than, you know, you need to learn this math equation or whatever. What about your brother? Um, my brother's similar. He's He's a graphic designer. So he's, he went to the same school as I did and just kind of followed in a similar path. Uh, he's a really good musician too, but he... Visual art is the primary. Yeah. And it's always been like a dynamic where it's like, all right, you. my brother kind of always would end up doing things that I did a few years later. So sure. like drum lessons at mm-hmm. this age. 
because I did drum lessons at this age. Right. Yeah. So it was important for him to like, he's like, I need to go do my thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need my own course. thing. Like I don't want to do exactly the same right. thing. Which is, which is obviously difficult if you go like, what if your thing was this? Like I didn't, I don't own yeah. music, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I always try and push him cause he is good. Like he, yeah. he, if he really got into it, he'd be really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going into Oak Grove, I did my first freshman year or I did my freshman year of high school there, which was ultimately not fun, but whatever. There were these older kids. I ended up hanging out with the older kids, you know, the sophomores, juniors, seniors. There was kind of just like a crew of kids that I connected more with who I thought were really cool. And I was of like, course. well, these guys are like the Dude, shit. if you're a month older than me, I thought you were the sickest fucking yeah. guy ever. <laughs> and so they were all into producing music. Like That's crazy. Like, like house music kind of. Like, yeah. Honestly, like pretty out there stuff. Like uh, like really ambient house. And then they they all had Ableton. So, But at first I wasn't really friends with them. I was just like on the sidelines and I'd be yeah. like, there have Ableton. I'm going to go download the Ableton. Sure. And then, so I just did it. I, I was like, mom, I this is what I want for Christmas. I want Ableton. And so I got Ableton and just like, you know, I wanted to be able to present something to them yeah. and be like, hey, like I can like do I this too. Like I made something. Yeah. So that's what really pushed me as like a kid to get into Ableton is these kids that are older than me doing it. And I'm like, I want to be able to show them a product and then, um, you know, go join their crew or whatever. Yeah. Because I thought it was so cool. Well, it's really strange. I mean, I would um to hear a crew of kids like that. That yeah. probably was way more common now. Yeah. Because that music's been popular for longer. Yeah. But it'd be. I think it's really funny to think that maybe in some other life, me and my friends just got into a different genre right. of music. Like, yeah. And that was the thing that we tried to make. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's. How you hear about like tribe getting together because yeah. New York was burgeoning with hip hop. Like anything right. could happen to anybody. Exactly. You know. And, and I think that if they those guys were really into rock and like the band. And yeah i would have right now i'd probably be a very different person <laughs> right you know? yeah isn't that crazy They're crazy yeah but yeah so then then i you know and then i just started trying to make house like out their house yeah or whatever and then then we all became friends which was great and then you know they all graduated so i'm like i have to go to a bigger school and then i went to a school that literally didn't have a music program yeah. And so I was making music on my own time, but I still did it. I still would go home and make music on my laptop, but not being around other kids that I was like the music guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's a funny label. Yeah. That's a funny label for sure in school yeah. to be like, oh, that's guitar guy. Yeah, like that's exactly. music guy. Like exactly. I definitely had that and I wanted yeah. it too because yeah. I was like a basketball player who did music and I was like, I really need everybody to know about my skill. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was, it was, it was because no one else was doing it. There was no, first there was no really competition to like, I want to be better than this guy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, which was like, you know, you kind of wish there was other people to be able to talk about that. Not stuff, only but, competition, but also people you could have worked with. Yeah. Right. For sure. And which leads me back to the whole band thing. It's like, I couldn't really, form a band with the people that I was surrounded with. And it was like, so then I was forced to kind of do all of it myself, you know, like make the drums, play the guitar, yeah, whatever, which is kind of why I do what I do now. And just the skills that I've learned throughout my life is because, you know, 
that whole just circumstance. And so, yeah. And then I was just never in a band, really. I mean, I probably would have loved to be. I went to Berkeley five-week program. Yeah. I remember that. I remember yeah. we talked about this, like, probably when you were a freshman. Honestly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I went to Berkeley five-week and did jazz piano. Yeah. And, you know, I could play jazz, but I couldn't really read the music. Yeah. And I couldn't. I didn't know the theory. Yeah. So I ended up getting put in, like, the worst the remedial ensemble. program yeah, for on, Berkeley. Because everyone gets put into an ensemble. Okay. And, you know, you're in your jazz ensemble, yeah. and then you're practicing with them, and at the end you do a show. Got it. But I ended up getting put in, like, a terrible crew. And, like, I was so bad. Like, you know, they put the sheet music in front of you, and, the, and then it's all, you know, we're communicating via theory. Yeah. You know, it's like... I don't speak this language. No, I I would have died if I if I had to put do yeah. that. It wasn't jamming. It was like technical jazz. I'm yeah, like, dude, I cannot keep up. Dude, I still don't get jazz. That's why I like it so much. Yeah, because it feels like <laughs> yeah. a mystery to me. Like I don't <laughs> fucking get it. You know, yeah. and that's why I listen to jazz all the time just yeah. to be like, wow, music is still fucking awesome. Yeah, that that's you know? what I, then that goes back to all my likes on my Apple Music. Yeah. It's like I'm liking stuff that's like. Oh, I wasn't expecting it to do that. But totally this is weird. Yeah. Whatever. If it does the thing that you expect it to do, you go, "Oh, I'll use this as a reference for myself <laughs> later." Like it's just, it's just data. Yeah. It's just data collection. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And it's a new thing. You're like, thank God. Yeah. You know. I'm so annoying, probably, in the car, like listening to new music. <laughs> so like, I'll start a song and I'm like, hear the drum fill and the first vocal line. I'm like, skip. Know what that song's totally. Be. I'm like, yes, like yes, yes. Three seconds of a song. I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Two heard it. <laughs> you know what's funny is I have that really silently with Matt, where yeah. we, we'll both just be. He'll be like, he'll be like, hey, did you hear so and so's new song? And I go, no. <laughs> he goes, it's cool. It's um, they're just doing a these guys thing. Yeah. But it's funny because we'll just talk about our friends this way. Like, we'll, you know what I mean? Like, we just have been in the circuit for long yeah. enough to, like, know a lot of people. So our friends will drop a single. And be like, they're doing that thing. Oh, cool. I want to hear that. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's, like, very analytical. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's just made me listen to music differently. For sure. Sometimes you wish you could go back. I always wish I could go back, dude. But, yeah. the you know. Like, Part to, you. to your point, like, I don't know who I would have been if I didn't always have bands to be in. I always right. had bands to be yeah. in. Yeah. Whether it was awesome. guys my age or guys older than me that I looked yeah. up to, and then I would get put in a position to be a bassist and, like, yeah. whatever it was, I always had someone to jam with. It's for sure awesome, you know? Um, but I didn't have to fend for myself that much. There's a, you know what I mean? Like, there's definitely, like, blind spots, like, weak points yeah. in my in my abilities because I didn't have to be that guy. If I was feeling the singer guitar role or singer yeah. bass role or whatever yeah you know but it did help like there were things where like i got to call or i got to high school and i met this dude hayden and we started playing together and jamming and he was like better at writing choruses than me because he was trying to write choruses and i guess i didn't really realize that yeah. like the song had to like have a hook yeah. yeah like honestly i was like too i was like how fucking old am i right now to realize yeah. this you know what i mean yeah and yeah. like the band i was in before like my buddy nate wrote all the hooks so i got yeah. to like have these fucking free verse verses. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's something I should do. You know, it's yeah. like, you, you, it's the same with like, it's like you make house and then you start trying to write an actual song. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, bridges are a thing. Bridges are a thing. And, an important and it's thing. like, how the fuck do I make a, write a bridge? I hate bridges. It's like, what? 
it's it's like all right i like i don't want to i don't even want to do it yeah but it's like i know listening back i'll be like i'm happy i did that dude i've been writing bridges for like the first time happily right now if you notice like all the kimbo songs that are out yeah everything that i sing and i write they have outros they just have outros i just go fuck the bridge let's just do an outro yeah it's awesome i mean it's fun for me i like that like the 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 genre lends itself to that option yeah I mean, it's kind of the outro that's like circular is closer to a groove yeah. in a house song than anything yeah, else. Yeah, that's what I love. I mean, yeah, I've been listening to Philip Glass. Do you know who that is? I do, yeah. So he does like a lot of like, or I mean, he does like basically what sounds like classical music, but he also has albums that are like synth based yeah. and it's just like a loop of an arp that's just circulating and slightly barely changing for like six minutes. Yeah. And it's just the same notes, the same drone. And I'm like so intrigued, uh-huh. you know, I'm like, okay, this is so interesting. Cause it's like, you can get into a really interesting emotional state Yeah, of, I don't know. It, I mean, part of me, certain days you listen to it, you're like, this is so annoying. <laughs> and then, you know, you, certain times you listen to it and you're really emotionally affected by it. I don't know. It's a really interesting thing. Danky's done that to me before where I'm like in, using my loop pedal in my room and he would come in and he'd be like, this just sounds like another thing you would make. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, who fucking asked you? Yeah. Second of all, you're right. Fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> start with the defensive and then go like, oh, this is decent. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Internally, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I think, should I, should, I, should I ask the questions that I ask everybody? Yeah. I call. I used to call lightning round, but people got nervous that I they, they had to answer the questions all fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the intention. I remember you came up with a game. Lightning round. That I really liked. Do you want to play it? Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. So for those listening, this is a game that I started with Chris Cleo called Lightning Round, where we honestly, it was like the best way to like meet people outside. Like honestly, when we were just yeah. like going to new cities and stuff. Yeah. This is how it goes. Ready? Yeah. You gotta be fast though. Okay. Okay. All right. Penny, penne or spaghetti? Spaghetti. Denim or leather? Denim. Hoodies, zip up or pullover? Hoodies. I mean, zip up or pullover. Oh, 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 pullover. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. Pen or pencil? Pen. Lightning round, pen, come pen, on. Pen, 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 Dine-in or delivery? A dine-in. Curtains or blinds? Curtains. Work hard or play hard? Play hard. Lightning, okay. P- picket or chain link? Picket, picket, picket. Underwear, through the gate or over the fence? Over the fence. Okay. <laughs> Higher drunk? Drunk. Chester checkers? Uh, chest, chest. Blonde or brunette? Uh, blonde. Aviators or wayfarers? Wayfarers. Drowning or suffocation? Suffocation. <laughs> Alcohol poisoning or overdose? Uh, oh. Uh, Lightning overdose, round. Overdose. <laughs> Facial hair or not? Uh, uh. Lightning round. Yeah, that's my answer. Okay. Old or New Testament? Oh, God. <laughs> mm, new. Um, who's not hot? Um, that's so Who's hard. not hot? Who's not hot? Uh, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's great, man. Yeah. So I usually ask a band guy's best or worst show. I don't even know if that's applicable to you. Do you feel like you've had enough data for your best show that you've ever played? Um, best show. I mean, I've played shows, but it's like, I, to be honest, it's like, I, 
I do a lot of DJing. Yeah. And it's like, I don't find that really performing. You don't, you can't take ownership of it. Yeah. It's like, I understand okay. you. I like, I think I'm gonna, DJing I'm gonna, is so easy. I'm going to bypass it. I'm bypassing it. I'll, I'll, I'll answer. I, I remember the most that, that I did that show on Santa Monica Pier. Hell yeah. That was like, you know, it was basically a battle of the DJs or yeah, whatever, yeah. some bullshit. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> basically that this company was like, all right, we're doing this. We're renting out a slot on the Santa Monica pier. Jaden Smith's going to play after you guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got, you bring as many friends as you can and we're going to send you a bus to your school and then bus everyone to the pier. Sick. And dude, none of the other DJs could get their friends. And like our, our group of friends, like Fat. so many people. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I don't know if people realize this. Yeah. Perhaps the biggest resource that we have ever had yeah. is living in LA and having gone to college in LA. Yeah. Going Huge. to LMU is insane for Huge. numbers. And yeah. then it makes you look like you're the fucking king of the world. Yeah. Which was insane. Cause it's like, there's all my friends and it. Like, you know, the other DJs don't know that they're all my friends. Of course not. And then they think they're crushing. Yeah. And they're like, go out there. And then all my friends are like not Silent. dancing. Yeah. And then, you know, I go out and then all my friends are like, yeah, like <laughs> off the walls, like throwing, like, you know, they're doing like lifting each other up, like yeah. s- crowd surfing and stuff like that. Yeah. Like insanity. Love it. And it was like, that was one of the most fun times I've had. Cause you know, you have like incredible production value because yeah. all the, all these people, there's, you know, it's just a lot of money went into it. Yeah. And <laughs> It's just like you can blast what your favorite off. music. Whatever you play, your friends are going to like support you. Of course. And dude, it was just, that was really <laughs> fun. Um, I love that. I thought when I was going to say like, what's your best show? I thought, you know, just because you're like, I don't, you know, DJ, yeah. whatever. Objection, relevance, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. But uh, can you think of a worse show that you've ever played? Um, <laughs> dude. I, it's not because I didn't do a good job, <laughs> but it's be, just because like it's a bad environment. It was just like the weir- weirdest. I, I played a uh, some club in LA, and it was like this guy. It was just like people think that like the DJ booth up there was like all right, let's all go let's hang party. Out. Yeah, let's yeah. go hang out with the, the DJ. Yeah, whatever. And this guy. <laughs> Just like the one particular guy who was on whatever substance was just like constantly talking to me. Yeah. And he's like, you know, constant requests and like people standing on the table and stuff oh. like that. This guy, he's like, it was when Mobamba was like really popping off, <laughs> like that one week where Mobamba was like eh, all every, anyone yeah. listened to. This guy offers me a hundred dollar bill to play Mobamba right now. He's like, he's like, dude, I'll, he's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks just to play Mobamba. So I just, I'm like, fuck, no transition straight into Mobamba. He yeah. hands me a hundred dollar bill. But like the whole show, like that whole environment was just so like, uh, I'm just a machine. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm just Spotify right now. Of course. You know? And that's the, that's the downfall is like DJ. Uh, we've definitely played bar type shows yeah. where it's like, they just want a DJ. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. we're out here trying to like you know, provide some art, but that is yeah. a system where it's like, if you want to be the source of entertainment, there's a lucrative life there. Right. For sure. You right. know? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And then I'm sure it's even more difficult because there's such a, like a producer versus DJ thing also like yeah. stigma. Yeah. I think, 
I think that people that are DJ first and producer second definitely uh, think of the DJ craft as being more of a craft. Yeah. And, you know, producers, I think, kind of think of it as like, this is how I show people what I'm working on. Sure. And it's like, in my opinion, DJing is so easy. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. so just like, people just don't know what you're doing and they yeah. think that the audience, the, the layman just thinks that you're doing way more than you're actually doing in hindsight. Yes. You're building up, you're, you're building up a crowd, you're controlling a crowd or whatever yeah. by your music selection, but actually mixing stuff together is like, I don't know. I mean, there obviously there's an art to it, but I really don't think it takes that, that as much time as, you know, playing a full show with a band is, totally different and yeah. way more difficult what well you have a good time. ear that's the main yeah. thing is like i've heard so many bad djs especially yeah. like say a date night that we have been to right. together yeah. and you like hear a terrible dj who like can't get like tempos right or anything like yeah. that or like shit is like they just didn't learn how to do it and it's like that's the bar yeah to get into this world yeah yeah oh boy <laughs> and, and you're playing mp3 files and the end yeah. of the day it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty easy i remember we were playing this show at the same time like or like the same day or something yeah. and i was like lugging stuff out of a van and <laughs> i was like what's up dude and you're like gotta play a thing and it's like i have a backpack you have a backpack it's yeah. like the whole life is your whole life is on a zip drive and yeah. we're literally like fucking yanking the drums dude yeah i mean it's a lot more portable uh but yeah something interesting about like edc like this mm -hmm. stuff is like they it's such high they're production value yeah you know they're spending so much money yeah and even though these djs probably won't mess up it's like they're literally told on these really grand scales where they're playing main stage or whatever some of the time they just say pre-record your stuff and just stand up there and dance. yeah and just stand up there and dance and pretend you're pushing shit and like it, this is on like grand scale, no i know big because on the bigger the, the bigger the scale the worse it is if you mess up yeah exactly so of they'll course. tell you like yeah just pre-record your thing and play it and make the crowd happy you yep. know which is so soul sucking so, so sad yeah but i've seen it on the fucking i know dudes who would just like not plug in their piano that day and have their piano on a track so yeah. they're up there singing and like pretending like they're playing and there's yeah. like seven voices coming out and he's just like the one like the one that sounds bad yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. yeah um all right let's talk through a couple of big lessons so what's a big lesson you've learned about mixing hmm a big lesson I've learned about mixing. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard not to just go into a really technical thing. You can um, go technical if you want. I just think that it's like, oh, I guess a good lesson that I've learned is like, I, I really went into it like soloing every track and trying to find something bad. Sure. You know, like, yeah, yeah. and going into each track individually and, and only hearing that. And, like, there are a lot of mixers that pl don't even s use their solo button. It's, like, at the end of the day, it's the way everything sounds together. together yeah. So if you're mixing without soloing anything, that's completely okay. Because it's, that. like, you know, make small movements where it's, like, if you hear something wrong. And, and it takes a long time to be able to know what will what what is wrong. Yeah. And be, like, oh, this could sound better or if I want to do something else there's a million other ways to make it sound that way. Yeah. And soloing it and, you know. Picking up the frequency that's... Yeah, and sometimes it's just turning up the volume. Totally. You know? 
it's like you really try and make overcomplicate things and mixing a lot and and so there are a lot of tricks to bring certain things out without actually having to turn it anything up but at the end of the day just listen to the whole entire mix because that's what you're creating and then you know sometimes it's as easy as just turning up a volume knob because you know i've fucked up mixes by making harsh eq moves or whatever or over compressing something and you could have just listened to the thing as a whole yeah and and i'm sure this happens to everyone like sometimes you make your demo or whatever and it sounds good and you're happy with it and then you go and mix something and then you're like what the fuck happened was i talking like i need to go back like this sounds better of course so it's like you're trying to find problems yeah and sometimes there's not a problem uh so that's a big lesson love it what about a big lesson in writing writing um I think that copying people is okay. I agree. Yeah. A big lesson is like, I'll, it's a similar, it's a similar philosophy as mixing. It's like you really try, try and overcomplicate stuff sometimes. Yeah. It's like sometimes listening to people's stems too, uh, making that video game, yeah. like these big people yeah. that are making, you know, hit records or whatever. Like for, we had, uh, Oh, when you listen to a stem and you realize you're like, it's just that. Yeah. Like, uh, we had some like nerd, yeah. like Pharrell Sick. music in, and I, and the stems to like, uh, like, um, Donald Glover's mm-hmm. stuff and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And it's, it's like, it's not that complex. Yeah, I know? know. Right. And it's like, I'm adding so many elements. And S- Song Explode is a really good example of, yeah, exactly. of you getting to hear that and yeah. be like, I think I can make that right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's what's interesting is like in Pharrell's stems, it's like uh, you zoom in on the, whatever 808 he was using and there's like a, like, a, uh, like a phase offset or whatever. Like the actual, like, you know, there's a line where yeah. like it's going up and down. It's like offset. It's like huh. up here. And then... It's like, obviously, this is wrong. Yeah. Like, and it was just printed. They left it in. And yeah. yeah. And it's like, they, they really aren't overthinking it, you know? Yeah. It's totally. like, just fucking make it. Put it down, yeah. You know? And let it flow out. I mean. Love it. Yeah, that's what happens a lot. And then, I I don't even know if I've learned a lesson for this, but it's like, I've listened to stuff so for so long, and then you figure, you just become so used to it, and then yeah. you add stuff. So, yeah, I guess it's more just like, don't overthink it i guess yeah i'm yeah. with that man all right here's my last question yeah do you have a recommendation that could be a movie an album a podcast a tv show anything that you're consuming right now that you're enjoying mm. <laughs> uh i listened to matthew mcconaughey's book on tape yeah that thing was really entertaining yeah i know it's really inter- that's a weird one huh yeah talking about this weird fever dreams and stuff like that oh my god that thing was it was crazy to listen to that um yeah i listened to that pretty quickly you know uh i i've been listening to hmm i've been listening (laughs) no one's gonna think this is cool but i i I listen to this like mixing podcast it's all right and it's like great so interesting for me what's it called whatever let's see it's it's basically they just tell you what what is good without you having to go in and be like and learn. I need a compressor that mm-hmm. does this. They're basically like if you want this tone, yeah, you need to use this and use these knobs. Love it. And it's like really interesting. I'm and, interested. And I learned so much, and you know I take a lot of notes 
Oh, oh. The, it's, it's Don't called, you dare play another podcast on my podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this podcast? How do I even see which, what's, what? Mixing music. And it's called Music Production Audio something or other. Yeah, called Mixing Music with D and Lu, DK and Lou. Yeah. That Got one. it. Yeah, Mixing Music with DK and Lou. That's it. Yeah. Look at that. Very good. Thanks for being on the show, dude. Of course, man. It was a pleasure. Thank you I so much. I love you. I love you too. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell one story before we go. Yeah. Okay. Because we got really, we got really serious yeah. for a couple hours, which yeah. is fine. And it's fun. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that if anybody doesn't listen to Starbuck, they're fucking blowing it. But he's also a stand-up guy and I love him. And Thanks, man. there's even a time when we were in college and you were probably sophomore. Yeah. And I was a senior. And we, I drove you home from a party and I drove my now girlfriend, Emily Johnson, home from a party. And you could clearly tell that I caught a vibe with M. And, and we had a date night coming up and I was going to ask her out. And you sent me a text. And you said, I was thinking about asking Emily out to this thing and I'm going <laughs> to check with you first. And I bring that up with her on occasion yeah. about what a fucking great guy you are to just yeah. notice that. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, if you could do me the favor of not d- asking her, yeah. I, would, <laughs> I was going to do it today. Um, and now we've been together for five years. Look how years. it worked out. And I mean, then you found Jade like, what, 0.2 seconds later? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's amazing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, insane story. It was yeah. like, oh, maybe I should check with Peter before I do this. <laughs> that 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 thought was probably, you know, created a crazy... Crazy ripple. Yeah, crazy, crazy ripple. ripple. In both of our lives. Yeah, insane. <laughs> but I think about that often because we talk about how it's a crazy ripple, you know? Insane ripple. Yeah, we're both of it, like me Very and happy that I, that ripple happened. So am I. For you guys as well. Yeah. I love you and Jade. And, yeah. and and we often like to focus on like what are little moments that could have really changed everything yeah. you know and that's a hundred percent one of them for often me. you don't catch those ripples and this no. is just a rare occurrence where <laughs> yeah we're like wait a second but that's the cosmos yeah. you know fucking cosmos it was just really funny man it's just to get that text i was like I was literally going to do that today. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Like, I should probably hit a Peter. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh, I love it. I love you. I love you too, man. Thanks for being on the show. Of course. Thank Bye. you. Bye. So anyway, that's Starbucks. That's the best guy. You know all the guys? That's the best one. Now you know. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, all that Banzoogle stuff. If you want to support us directly, uh, if you want to support the show in any other way, please go to our apple music profile and give us a five-star rating give us a review share the show with your friends if you love starbuck if anybody is here because they like went to lmu with me and starbuck and this is your first time listening go back see if you find any other episodes that you might enjoy um i love you i will see you next week cheers be uh excellent to each other <laughs>